Welcome to The Brew, a platform where we have open conversations in the lens of our generation, inviting interesting guests from all walks of life to discuss topics ranging from business to technology to sustainability. Enjoy the show over a freshly brewed cup of coffee or tea to start your morning. Well, welcome to The Brew. I'm your host, Valtteri Salamaki. Today, I'm joined with my co-host, Luis Macedo from Free Logic, as well as today we have John and Jared from Technically Foul. Both these guys are UC alumni, graduated 2019 and 2020. But I'll let you guys introduce yourselves and talk a little bit about what is Technically Foul, and then we'll, we'll get the show started from there. You guys want to take it away? Yeah, go ahead, Jared. Oh, okay. You wanted me to do a little <laughs> interesting. Yeah, um, yes, sir. John messaged me a couple months ago saying, Hey, let's start a sports podcast. It was like in the midst of the pandemic when you go home from the grocery store and you like spray your cereal boxes because coronavirus stays on it longer, <laughs> like peak COVID. And when it came to a name, um, I just tried to make it something clever. And I was like, well, we, well, cause the intro is we take it more than, we take our sports more than personal. Mm-hmm. Manu, not too over the top where we get flagrant. So I was like, oh, technically foul, ahaha. So it was going to be like sports and it just, we ended up trying to cover like NFL and baseball and basketball, but over the past couple of months, it's literally just been basketball. So I don't know if the technically foul part just pertains to just basketball nowadays, but yeah. It definitely seems like it, but I mean, it's been a lot of fun. And like we talked about earlier, we did this in college too, which is why I felt pretty comfortable working with Jared too. And why I reached out to him because we'd already done it before and we had like a level of comfort. Yeah, so I mean, talk, talk a little bit about this. What, what, what were you guys doing uh, beforehand when it comes to your sport podcasting uh, like venture and then tying that into like, I know you guys also, you know, wrote in the paper and stuff like that. So like, what, what was your roles beforehand that made you guys super confident in starting a podcast tied into um, sports analysis? Because let's keep in mind, we talk about sports, people are hypercritical of whatever you say all the time. Like everybody got an opinion when it got to yeah. sports. So yeah. what, what made you guys confident enough to start a show based off that? And it's funny because like nowadays, I feel like all fans kind of think they're sports journalists too, which makes it even more like divisive. But for us, we started, we did a radio at at UCR too, at the radio station called KUCR. We broadcast the team's basketball games and we also had like a sports talk radio show, which was a lot of fun. And I think that's how we got, we kind of got that confidence. Yeah. And you guys were also writing in the paper, right? Yeah. Yeah, we we were doing all that we would We'd write for the sports section. There's one point where John and I were the only people in the sports section. So we would both have to write like three to four articles. And then weekly, we would have the radio show, like he said. And sometimes one to two times a week, we would broadcast both the men and women's basketball game, like play by play and color commentary, which was a lot of fun. I actually miss doing that a lot. And because of us working together for so long, once we got out of college, we're like, oh, if we do this podcast, it's just going to be how it used to be back in college because we'd already have this like chemistry and relationship with each other in terms of just I don't know bouncing off each other's energy if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah no it does, definitely I, does I also feel like just from like broadcasting the basketball games like you have to have a certain amount of knowledge of the game and like awareness of the terminology and what's going on to be able to talk about you know a sports podcast to be able to do a sports podcast you have to have that knowledge so that's why I felt pretty comfortable about it too 
you guys used to play uh, basketball or anything like that back in the day? Or have you guys just both been like huge advocates, right? And just like, just love watching it and understanding the your nuances. Cause I feel like that's where the two levels of sports broadcasters come from. Either those that like, you know, are in it, have played it for such a long time, come back and provide their analysis, or those that just been following it, you know, from the ground all the way up and just understand all the nuances when it comes to the sport. I've yeah. played since I was younger and it's pretty Play. funny because uh, <laughs> me and Jared, we have the, or I have this story with Jared because this one time in IMs, I scored 30. So like we were broadcasting one time, you could see he's covering his face, but like we were broadcasting and I brought it up on the air because I was just super hyped that I somehow scored 30 in an IM game. <laughs> but yeah, uh, to answer your question, I've been playing since I was, since I was pretty young. I want to say like first or second grade. I don't think I was ever like that good, but you know, I've been playing for fun and I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of it. Yeah, definitely the latter of the two. Um, I mean, I, I've been I've been like a Celtics fan since Antoine Walker was on the team. Mm -hmm. like 2004, 2005. And I've always played it for fun, maybe since elementary or, or middle school or something. But it's not like I played it in high school and was some like standout athlete doing it or whatever. I played I played tennis in high school because I don't know, <laughs> I individual sport. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> Damn, learning new things about you, bro. <laughs> that's, that's that's all podcast is about is learning about the other person you're talking with. I think I learned a little too much about Luis over here, and it scares me sometimes. But uh, but go going into <laughs> the concept of technically foul. So like, you guys now started this podcast, and like you said, you guys are now focusing a lot heavily on on basketball and. Um, what what is the main focus you guys have for the show? Like, what do you, what are you guys trying to build out of it um, when it comes to the the show concepts and what you're trying to analyze and stuff like that? I don't know if this is like indirectly happening, but it seems as if we're trying to represent like a Gen Z perspective on sports takes because we'll we'll kind of balance out the like old head versus new head mentality and like oh what what does like the narrative say like what what are they saying at espn or fox sports versus what are actual sports bloggers and what should people actually be thinking about what the headline is and if that's just clickbait so i don't know if it's like a balance between um like clickbait news and what's actually real and old head versus new school perspectives i don't even know if that's accurate if john would even agree with that <laughs> i think part of it is because we'll read off some of the stuff like if it's an espn headline on first take and stuff kind of laughing about it um like how they over exaggerate so much but i feel like we also at least i try to really mix in analytics and stuff too because i feel like that's something that's important where yeah there's the eye test which i think jared and i both rely on but there's also like what's happening behind that like in advanced stats too because i think that really tells a story and that's what people go off of nowadays like the professional sports journalists and at least for me i know i'm trying to build a career in sports journalism um i think jared is too so that's something we try to use as well no, i have a question i have a question for you guys and it's important because it, this to me is like the the um rorschach test are you more first take or uh, undisputed I don't feel like we're either. I don't feel like we're either, to be honest. Really? Like, if you had to pick one, like, if you're like, this is the one that I'm going to, this is my camp. Because I, I, I'm undisputed. Like, I would rather wake up early and watch that than sit through, um, uh, sit through first take. I, I don't know. I just don't really, I don't really fuck with first take that much because uh, I don't like their takes. Like, 
pretty much I, there's very yeah. few that i do like um but undisputed there are some takes that i can take i hate skip i don't like him but i like shannon a lot so i, I think that's why i think that's why i sit there and I listen to it but I'd i'm curious on like go for it third oh, i was gonna say i'd probably lean towards more in undisputed also um yeah. i feel like on some level the way that skip is such a troll to lebron and that he's yeah. been committing for this his entire career i kind of respect it i'm like man this dude just doesn't care yeah. um like michael or michael jeffrey jordan would would never let his hairline uh get to that point of 36 years. Like that, <laughs> that's like a skip take and that's something that he would say honestly mm. I would say I find Undisputed just like more entertaining overall because after, when I'm watching First Take, I find myself like rolling my eyes a lot at what they're saying. It's just like, come on, man, like you don't believe that. This is probably just scripted. Um, yeah. But with Undisputed, like they're, they're making jokes. Shannon Sharp is really funny. He he comes in like wearing a goat mask and wearing a yeah. LeBron James jersey with Henny. Like it's just yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah I think that's I why mean, I like it so much. Yeah, and I mean, one question I had tied, tied into that when it comes to sport podcasting, like, where, where do you think uh, sports journalism is going to go? Because, for example, in the NFL side, I don't know if you guys follow at all, like Pat McAfee, uh, who used to be the Colts kicker, and he has his own show. Um, that's somebody who literally was in the league, and he's like, I screw screw all this like normal normal way of building a show and like all this you know bureaucracy tied into like ESPN and stuff like that. I'm gonna make my own show. I'm gonna joke around half the time. I'm gonna have my own you know connections in the league to talk about it and shoot the shit and uh his show blew up like he, he when i was watching him he was at like 200k followers on on youtube subscribers and now he's at like 1.2 million subscribers so do you think that's also kind of where you think sports uh journalism is going just because the younger generations want some of the more entertainment factors into it and more like casual conversations so it doesn't always have to be like you know by the numbers and like breaking it down and all that kind of stuff because don't get me wrong that's important as you guys taught it. you have to bring up the analytics but it also has to be super fascinating, have banter, have all these other elements to it to make you like really grasped into it and want to keep listening and, and bought into the stories that they're bringing in week after week uh, tied into all these athletes. Yeah, I think that's part of why Stephen A is so successful, right? Because it's not like he's watching all these games, but at the same time, if you're entertaining, someone's going to give you like that max contract or whatever it was that he got from ESPN. Like at the end of the day, People just yeah. want to be entertained and like that's what sports is about they want to be distracted from whatever is going on so i think naturally yeah like if you need to be entertaining while you're also giving out that information and i think there needs to be a balance and it's interesting because there are people like zach lowe and like kevin o'connor who focus more on the analytics side but they still find a way to be entertaining too so i think for myself anyway i'm still trying to find that balance too and i'm looking forward to you know, me and Jared working it out together. No, definitely. I, I agree. I think the future of sports casting, podcasting or whatever will definitely stem from athletes having these platforms. Like JJ Reddick started a podcast. Duncan Robinson has a podcast. And the fact that all these athletes have a platform, it gives the fans a different perspective on like the day-to-day -day life. I think Dennis Schroeder even has like a vlog on YouTube and just saying like, oh, this is like my game day prep. And we're fans yeah. because we like these athletes. So the fact that these athletes are kind of giving us this insider access and behind the scenes look of what their day-to-day -day lives are like, I think it's very compelling yeah. for us to tune in and listen to. I think uh, I think one of the people who I like, I got definitely closer to last season was Jimmy Butler, just because of his YouTube channel. Like seeing him, like the dude's a fucking, like for the playoffs last year, the dude's a dog. Like that man was like gunning for that chip. Um, 
and then like seeing that and i was like oh he has a youtube channel and then like just seeing him like fuck around and like you know go into like a winery or like him on like a like a regular like prep day uh or him just like messing around i, I thought that was pretty cool so now he's like uh as far as like people who i think are good players who are also decent people i think jimmy butler's kind of in that in that kind of range now um, but no, I think it's super important. And you have like NBA, so you have like LeBron James is looking for a fucking gaming chair now so he can start streaming and shit. Like, <laughs> um, you know, you have, he's going to get a Herman Miller chair probably because everybody in the fucking chat was just spamming him about that shit. Um, but then you have like AD who's already doing that. You have Shooter who's already doing that. You have, you know, a bunch of people in the NBA who are already streaming together and playing these games, whether it's like GTA RP um, or, you know, they're playing Warzone, but that's i think it's gonna go that way where like you have players who are on the court you know they're nba players but now you're starting to see the other side of it where it's like you get a little bit of like the human of it where it's like you know how weird would it have been if like you saw michael jordan put up some fucking crazy numbers and then like the next day on his off day he was like fucking uh fucking streaming crash bandicoot or some shit you know like it's like like street that, fighter or something yeah exactly yeah, yeah. like it's it, it would humanize it a little bit you know yeah, that's something me and Jared had actually been talking about too, just like the social media aspect and because we feel like there's this sort of mystic aura around Michael Jordan and that kind of era, whereas you look at like LeBron and he tweets out pretty much everything he's doing or he Instagrams everything and just sort of how that affects their legacy too because years from now, I don't know if LeBron's going to have that same mystic aura that uh, MJ had just because he didn't have social media. He wasn't always posting about what he was doing. So yeah. I don't know. That's just something interesting to think about. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, oh, go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to quickly say that kind of knowing their day-to-day -day lives kind of takes and devalues the, the, like, legend aspect of it. Like, we didn't know the day-to-day -day life of Michael Jordan, but we know LeBron likes using nine hashtags on his fucking Instagram posts. So because of that, days. it's like, he's not, he's not badass. He can't be the GOAT because we know too much about him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, if, it, if, if you think about it, how athletes are nowadays, it's like, they're also realizing... And I think Shaq started this, to be honest, is you, you can monetize your external personality more than you can for your sports career. Because you got to think about it this way. You're not an athlete forever. You can't be. So you're going to have to figure out how do you create revenue streams afterwards and be relevant, right? So yeah. by them doing things like streaming, building a social media following, by doing all these other avenues, is once they retire, they can do a lot of stuff that still makes them bank. And they don't have to worry about it because that was a huge issue with athletes in their like 80s and 90s. They, a lot of them went broke, dude. They they made so much money. Yeah. They blew it on random stuff. They didn't had no idea how to finance stuff. They had no careers afterwards, and they lost all their money. So I, I think that's just like a it's a, it's a good shift in the athletes also understanding that their brand is a business and they should they should work on that and build it out. Not every athlete can do it, right? Like some athletes have just. <laughs> nobody knows who they are they're, they're just there you know they're, mm -hmm. they're they're support players and they're important pieces to the team but it's hard for them to you know make a brand for themselves because nobody yeah. remembers their name um but for those athletes that can have their name be out there i think it is so important that they they build a brand off the off the court off the field um because that's going to let them prosper and like do really really well um afterwards or just i mean I yeah, it's, it's just interesting watching that. i think Shaq started that whole thing though because he, I, yeah. his personality was just like Everybody's like, you can't be doing this. He's like, dude, watch me. Like, I'm just gonna be in every commercial you're gonna ever see in your life. Icy hot. <laughs> yeah, um, it's uh, he has so many endorsements. It, for for no reason, he he takes him like he's fucking broke. Um, but to <laughs> to to your point, um, I think it'd be really funny to like, you know, like, I think one of the coolest times in the NBA was like the Bad Boy Pistons, 
like that was just like to me it's like fuck yeah dude like that's when people were like fighting each other and like like literally like literally just opening each other in the guts um but like how weird would it have been if like you saw that on the court and then like they're tweeting about how much they love their fucking family and like tweeting about their dog like you know like the, tweeting about like all that shit like it would take away i think and to your point it would take away that like cool factor and like that like legend factor of of what they were back in those days i, I think now with the oversharing it takes away that like monk in the fucking tower and on the mountain just like training every day all yep. day you know yeah, I don't. I don't want to watch the Pistons battle the Bulls and then watch Bill and Beer like play Warzone. Or, yeah. well, in that era, I don't know. You know, I yeah. feel like that yeah. might It'd actually be, be entertaining with the like nasty streak he had. I feel like that could actually be funny. That's a good yeah. point. You might be right too. I don't know. But I mean, you're definitely right on that point, though. I feel like it would take away, and it could take away their edge too. Like you said, mm -hmm. if they're tweeting about their family, people back then, I feel like would get really into the trash talk. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yep. Diff di different era man like the the trash talking what you get away with back then i mean like yeah like if you just watch like how what was a foul then and what is a foul now like it's yeah it's 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 changed so much like the like fights on the court and stuff like that if that happened today dude you're you're just straight up ejected suspended and you're gonna have a nice fine on your ass well, so well, like Lu luca gets fucking <laughs> luca gets ejected just for like like coughing towards the fucking reps at this point so it's like uh, you know anything at this point gets you out of there yeah but i mean it, it's it's changing people got involved with it like we can't always say like you know that was that tough sport back then that was that tough sport back then because like yeah ev everything's changed a lot and i think athletes just need to evolve and and, and and get with the times but i think it's just overall interesting to see like you know sports journalism um that's completely changed it's been more open there's more like insiders now that kind of build their own shows on youtube and can leverage social media to grow it um you have athletes that are building out their brands but what else do you guys think is like in the in the future when it comes to like sports journalism or um, how how like this insider information is going to happen or where sports are going to go? Because leagues are changing also with the rules. I mean, I, I don't know how much you guys have followed like the NFL rule changes they're constantly doing and like a lot of beef that they have with, for example, they want to change like the helmets and there's like position required helmets and stuff like that they were trying to do. And all the athletes are like pushing back on it and like making the season one game longer, which increases, you know, probability of injuries. So like athletes are also like trying to retire earlier and like they're the whole system's kind of changed a little bit. So do you think that has a direct tie into some people wanting to be an athlete and then become a sports broadcaster, right? Like and that's like in their 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 kind of pipeline journey because they realize they can do both. I think, I think the athletes with like stand-up personalities were are just looking more towards Oh, I can be a broadcaster when my career is done. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't think, yeah, I don't know. That's that's all honestly all I had to really say about it. Go ahead, John. <laughs> the idea though of like ending your career earlier to do that, I don't know if I would I mean maybe it just depends <clears throat> on what your priorities are, right? Because mm -hmm. obviously in the NFL, probably being the fourteenth man would get you more money than being a broadcaster, I'd assume. It depends like how polished you are and whatnot and how many years you've been doing it. But I feel like it depends on if they're prioritizing money or if they're prioritizing health because mm -hmm. that's something that's obviously very important to guys and i think it's becoming more and more important clearly to the league too if they're starting to mandate like different masks for different or different helmets for different positions too so i would say it just depends on what you're prioritizing but something you were talking about too in terms of like where sports journalism is going i'm actually gonna be going to northwestern and it was funny because i had a like a little conference call with the director of the sports media like uh like that um 
major sorry I, don't, mm-hmm. I forgot what word it was but basically what he was saying was like keep an eye on tiktok actually because mm-hmm. tiktok yeah. is like a clear emerging <sighs> different form of social media it's totally weird to think about like sports news coming from tiktok but yeah it's i mean people didn't see podcasting coming people like often don't see what's coming next so i thought that was super interesting just because i'd never even thought about that i didn't yeah. want to bring it up because i assumed it was inevitable that it was just gonna happen <laughs> tiktok is just it's just this giant it's a giant i'm not on it nor do i watch in like instagram reels to look at tiktoks but it's it probably there probably is a future there probably is a present already like media presence on tiktok i'm sure like if you were to think about barstool sports and what their i don't know their like assignment is they're probably on tiktok already probably. promoting whatever they do so yeah i'm sure there's a future in that for all of these different types of sports media personalities and broadcasters yeah i mean yeah, short-form sure. content is definitely dominating over long-form content in general right now like long-form yeah. content like a, a podcast has value and you can get a really good following to follow a podcast but just for attention span and getting people in like People only want to watch like a minute and then either agree with you or not. But I think that's dangerous for sports broadcasting because it's like in one minute, how do you even like, you know, sophisticatedly bring up an opinion? It just sounds like you just said some random points and you already, I, you can see the chats. Everybody's just talking shit and be like, no, that, mm-hmm. that's bull crap, dude. That's the blah, blah, blah. Everybody has their mm-hmm. own opinions and get toxic real quick. But yeah, you um, didn't read the book. You just spark noted it. Exactly. Read the summary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But uh, I mean, I think TikTok, obviously, like that's something that everybody needs to focus on because that is just a, it's a growing platform and like it's inevitable. Like you can say like I hate it, blah blah blah. But it's like, dude, if everybody jumps to that, I'm sorry, but like you're gonna have to move to it eventually. But the other thing is like YouTube is right now they're they're <clears> slowly <throat> starting to roll out their their reels. Um, so like if you build a YouTube channel now, you can leverage their short form content flow. I don't think anybody can make a platform as good as TikTok just because of how TikTok has created their algorithm for the For You page. It's just so smart. Like, it's just better than any other platform that exists out there. Even YouTube, you know, Google owns it. They can do all this stuff, but they're still going to be limited in the functionality. But um, that's where I'd be saying is like, uh, if if you're really trying to build out like, you know, journalism side, you have to think of like, how can I take this idea and just make it into a minute content? Either post on TikTok, post on, uh, you know, Instagram reels, YouTube reels. Um, but that's unfortunately where, you know, some of the sports, uh, journalism is just going to have to go, like, you're going to have to be able to say it take one minute, um, which, which can be very detrimental to the industry, but that's what the consumers yeah. want. So it's, it's a balance of both. Yeah. And I feel like it, I mean, I feel like it could be not necessarily good for the industry, but I, I think it'd be a good way to gain interactions because it seems like that would be a prime space for just spewing out hot takes one after the other and just getting the most amount of interactions with people either hating it or loving it like i could easily see that being successful yeah i, I can see uh, the, the ones that i can see like happening now are like like the shacking a fool series like that like that is so easily transferable over to tiktok you just kind of change the format a little bit make it vertical and kind of go with it from there um but as far as hot takes go i i can i can see like if Stephen a smith was like to transition himself onto tiktok yeah that he would he would get a lot of engagement just because his fucking his takes are hot to say the least most of the time yeah i actually had someone on linkedin reach out to me about it's a sports version of tiktok i'm not gonna like list the name or whatever because this is mm-hmm. a shameless plug i'm not endorsed by them but <laughs> when i when i use the app for a while the it's it's basically tiktok with like sports debating and like you record your take and within 10 seconds and then it's like a thread of people replying to your take i don't know if that's necessarily sustainable but 
like the fact that this is an idea now and we're talking about it just goes to show where it could go possibly depending on what different paths um like short form content sports media will will go towards yeah i mean i, I think the interesting thing there though is like I think you can make a platform for that, but I don't think it's going to be long living just because consumers want like, why, why go to a single platform for just sports takes if I can go to TikTok and see all these different takes and curate my for you page, right? Like, I, I think that's the one issue with some of these niche social media channels, because I, I've seen some uh, channels really try to build around like, yeah, like quick takes on on sports broadcasting and like sports ideas and, and build a really good following based off of that. Um, but I, I just feel like it's it's hard to sustain that, right? Because unless you have kind of consistent flow of everybody who has like something to say about what you're talking about, um, you, you can't reach new audiences versus on a TikTok, you can reach people that might've not been so bought into sports at that point in time. They're not gonna download a separate app, but they can find your content and they'd be super bought into it. So there's just kind of like that balance of both worlds where um, you just gotta play around with different things, but it still goes back into like short form content and like having those quick conversations with people. And, and what they think overall. Um, but go, going off of that, I think uh, where, where we can turn the conversation a little bit about is, uh, you know, NBA playoffs are just around the corner. Uh, yeah. And I definitely wanted to have, uh, I'm definitely the worst yeah. first person here when it comes to the NBA. So I'm gonna be quiet for like the most part and just say like three things in between. But I'm really interested actually hearing uh, from, from people because I know Luis um, watches the NBA religiously. I know you guys are analyzing the NBA. So I'm actually really interested to hear your guys' takes on like the current, you know, standings uh, and what you guys think actually about, about the Lakers overall and how the, what their playoff soaps are. For me, the only quick take I have is I, I still don't understand how the Phoenix Suns are in the second seed. Like that's the- What are you talking about, bro? Chris, they got Chris Paul, that's all, that's all you need. I know, we were talking alone. about it. <laughs> we're the, the dude about alone, he, li he lifts up the fucking win percentages by like, two, like 20%, like any fucking team that he touches. It was second last to second, bro. Like I don't, I don't yeah. get it. But, but, uh, no, but yeah. I, I what, what you guys' takes on everything? Yeah, I'm interested to hear uh, Luis's take, just because uh, I know like they've the Lakers specifically have been so unhealthy the whole year with AD yeah. and LeBron just coming back. So I want to hear what your take is too, because for me, I'm definitely concerned, just because it doesn't seem like they've been able to develop a chemistry, especially with Drummond, and yeah. Schroeder was out with COVID, and now he's coming back. So. That's something that can really hurt a team. I think we saw that with the Clippers last year. So I'm just interested to see where your head's at too. I think so. Here's my here's my thing. I'm gonna, I'm pulling up uh to I'm pulling up the standings and I'm pulling up the the rest of the games that are left right now. Um. So I, I think like I'm fuck dude. I I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm gonna tell you like oh don't worry dude they'll fucking find it they'll get the chemistry you know they'll do all that shit. Um and I think they will because I like. To your point about the Clippers last year, like they didn't have chemistry and they just fucking lost because everybody there wanted to be the hero. Like everybody, like um, whether it was uh, what the fuck's name, Paul George, trying to trying to like get those game-winning shots and then fucking airballing it or hitting the back of the fucking the backboard. Uh, it, and then you have you have that chemistry. So you have Kawhi, who's a fantastic player. Then you have Paul George, who's trying to be like the star, even though he shouldn't be trying to be the star. Like you're the two guy. Like chill on that, you know, um, and I think that really fucked up the chemistry a bunch because they were just both trying to be the the star of the show. I'm thinking that the Lakers is a little bit different because the whole team knows that it's AD and LeBron, and it's really LeBron, and like who, like give the ball to LeBron. LeBron will control the court and he'll see what the fuck the best play is. Um, I'm hoping that because of that, they they can hold their own. Um, if they play the Warriors in the play-in tournament. Um, 
they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat them. Like it's it's gonna it's it might not be like an easy win, but I think they'll beat them just because right now Curry's going off, and I'm I'm almost willing to bet, dude. If if that guy has his back against the wall, he can drop a sixty bomb, like no doubt about it. Um, so it's it's one of those things to where like I think the the chemistry they have is good enough to get them to the point where they need to be. I'm glad that LeBron is playing right now, right? Against the Pacers. Uh, yeah, it's going to be his first game back. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that they're doing that. Cause I was scared that Vogel was going to keep them out for these last two, keep him out for these last two games and just fuck up like any chance of building chemistry before the plane or before the playoffs. Um, so I'm glad that he's playing this time around because um, it, it's a mixed bag dude with Drummond. Like, he's he's an amazing like he can get boards like no other dude like that guy is a monster underneath the rim um but like when it comes to points and consistency on him actually scoring on the other side like that that's where it's like kind of sketched to me like he sometimes he puts up like you know 15 20 points and other times he puts up like eight points like it's like he has no real offensive game it's just like lobs mainly and when he tries to go in the post and face up it usually does not end well no it doesn't he he can't it's weird dude because he can't go in for layups like you think his like he's tall so you think it'd be easy for him (laughs) to just like drive in and and put something up but i I don't know if he just his leg work just needs just needs something there but um the person who i think i have a lot more faith in is still trez like he's a wild card for sure but he's also like, like he's proven that he's really fucking good especially when it comes to you know putting his body on the line and pushing in and driving in for those layups um so i i can see a situation where like drummond like he's he gets played but the real like clutch times it's it's going to be trez in there i i think yeah me the fact that he's just a liability in the clutch and what is career free throw percentage like 46 <laughs> percent or something like that like something absolutely terrible and that's just, this is a big liability for him to be there during clutch minutes and i don't know i don't think you're going to want him on the floor if they can just hack a shack hack a drum at him and just intentionally follow him and just, just slow down the pace of the game it's just you don't want him out there yeah yeah and in All closing right. minutes they're probably gonna have i'm assuming they're probably gonna have like ad at the five that's what they did a lot last year yeah. that way they can kind of go smaller and have him at the five but overall like even looking at the play-in and where they line up like them against the Suns, I feel pretty confident about just because mm-hmm. they're so much yeah. bigger than the Suns. And even without LeBron, they beat them like last yeah. week. So after that, I think they would play 3-6, which I think it would be like Nuggets, Blazers. And mm-hmm. I feel I feel pretty confident about that, too. I think they usually beat the Nuggets and the Nuggets don't have Murray right now. So yeah, overall, I think like really the only team that could beat them in the West is probably the Clippers. Yeah, I think that's yeah, I think I, uh, that might be it. I was talking to Val yesterday when we were getting drinks. I said, um, I really want to try to go to the play-in tournament if it's with the Warriors. Like, uh, I'll try to, I'll try to get those tickets. But then I told him, I am, pre- I am mentally preparing my brain to pay like ten to twelve hundred dollars to go to like a game three Clippers Lakers Western Conference Finals. Like, like that, that to me, like, I think unless. Uh, the Clippers curse stays true this year um, and they don't make it past what the first round second then round. second round if they don't make it past the second round then I'm I, I'm almost willing to wager that it's going to be a Lakers Clippers Western Conference final if they Would don't you bet on them Jared <laughs> Would you bet on the Clippers to make it that far 
See, I don't know how much I trust playoff Rondo to show up again. Because that, that dude just, it just depends on his mood and when, what he feels like doing and if it's the playoffs or not. So, I don't know. I don't know if that necessarily carries their hopes to a point, but I, I kind of believe in playoff Rondo. Let's playoff P. Do you believe in playoff P? No. Oh, no. no don't, we, we don't, <laughs> we don't talk about, yeah. we don't talk about playoff P. Um, <laughs> you know, Kawhi on, on some certain occasions during like elimination games hasn't been playing that well either, mm. which is, I feel like a stat that doesn't really get highlighted as much. I don't yeah, know. He, was it a, the, fuck, who, who, who took them out last year? Was it the, the Nuggets? Nuggets? Yeah, the yeah. Nuggets. Um, when the Nuggets took them out, the last game, didn't he, weren't, uh, the last half didn't, uh, fucking playoff p and Kawhi only score like 10 points combined or something like that or they were bad they were, yeah, they were terrible the Some, second half like was that. awful mm-hmm. yeah so, so i mean i think if they just get put under pressure like some people hold and some people don't i i still to this day will hold like i'll fall to the to the death dude i'll fight the fact that um the uh the raptors shouldn't have earned shouldn't have gotten that chip like the only reason they got that chip was because of all the injuries that fucking happened um KD to, and Clay going down. Exactly. In yeah. was it literally the same game? Or like yeah. yeah. So it's like they they look cool, they got it. That's their chip. You know, run with that shit. You got it. But at the end of the day, dude, it was just literally injuries because the Warriors were gonna fucking we're gonna smack them around for sure if they were actually healthy. Yeah, and yeah. hearing about that playoff run, it's just so weird because Kawhi was insane during the playoff run. He was insane he was against it up. the Sixers. Yeah. He was insane against the Bucks, against against the Warriors. And then we thought we were, he was going to be able to carry that over when he joined the Clippers the very next season. And then when you see him kind of melt down against the Nuggets, you're like, is this bigger than him? Is this a really Clipper curse, like, seeping into his play? But I don't know. I guess this clutch play thing is, you know, there's ups and downs to, to it, man. Yeah. I, I guess it's just I mean, inconsistent. I don't know. Don't get me wrong, dude. I I love Kawhi because you kind of have to if you're from Riverside or from the yeah, IE. Yeah, for real. Like yeah. you, you're literally like if you don't like have at least like respect for the man, then yeah. get the, you're just a hater, dude. Get out of here. <laughs> like like the dude, the dude's from yeah. here. Um, you know, shout out to fucking King High, well, King High School, right? Is that where he played? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout, literally in Riverside or in Moreno Valley. Um, yeah, he's from here. He played in San Diego. Stayed local. You know, he and then he shot over to what Spurs, right? That's who picked yeah, up the first time. The Spurs for a while. Or the Pacers drafted him and then they traded, I think, the same day. Oh, okay. The same day yeah. yeah. And then he got a ship with the fucking Spurs and then immediately just shot over to, to the fucking Raptors. Yeah. yeah. So the dude's like, don't get me wrong. I respect the dude, but at the same time, I don't think he can really. I think he's losing his grip a little bit. He's losing the edge for sure. I think so. Yeah. So I mean, out of out of the uh, current playoff brackets, like, who who do you think is going to be in versus the East versus the West? Who's going to be in the championship game? I mean, at the end of the day, this is all speculation. We don't we don't know. Wait, any, the, 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 the finals? Finals. finals? Who's who's going to be in the finals, man? Like it's I, it's the same way. Like when you do your March Madness brackets, everything you guess is going to be wrong most likely. But I'm I'm actually yeah. fascinated here. Like, who, who do you realistically think will be in the finals, East versus West, uh, playing in that that finals game? Um, based yeah. off the, the teams are going in, obviously there's so many scenarios. It really depends on who's <clears> playing who. Um, that's the reality of it, right? Because there's certain matchups that some teams are just going to get knocked out. But who, who yeah. do you think is going to be in that finals? We'll, we'll we'll recap this back when the finals are and <laughs> make some bets. But you know, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll put that money down. 
Uh, uh, so John Jared, I'm here. To, I'm curious to see. I'll go last. I'm curious to hear what you I, guys. I guess the about. the safe bet would be Nets Lakers. Yeah. I I guess. I don't yeah. know. I, I I trust Brooklyn to obviously get out of the East. I know mm-hmm. Philly's been great. Doc Rivers, the way he's been utilizing it, be just literally bringing him out past the free throw line has like helped open up the space so much more. Um, I just feel that KD Harden Kyrie is just hard to contain in the playoffs. Like, who are you going to guard and take the L yeah. on? Like, sheeping off on defense. So, Brooklyn will come out the East. And I know the Lakers, blah, blah, blah. They struggled with injuries and stuff. But they have LeBron. I hate to yeah. say it that way, but they just have LeBron. And he's, yeah. he's he's doing fine. Barring any injuries, he'll he'll be fine. And I think the Lakers will just... I don't know. I, I feel like the Lakers clawing out the conference finals will probably be one of the hardest... Um, hardest matchups they'll face Dude, in the West. The West is absolutely fucking stacked. Like you look at yeah, the East, always like, sucks. Always yeah, is that. <laughs> the East has like four or four or five good teams now, but like the West, there are good teams all the way down to like the eight seed. Like, yeah. and that's that's the crazy thing, dude. Like the shit's fucking stacked in the West. Yeah, but, but just in terms of the favorites, though, I think I'm probably the same way, except maybe. I'm debating Philly Brooklyn because it's like the same thing. I do wonder about injuries and that's and like chemistry. That's the thing I weigh versus just like overall talent. Yeah. And and it's tough because like how many games have KD, Harden, and Kyrie played together? What's gonna happen when a game is close down the stretch? And Philly's strength is defense. But again, like it's hard to defend those three guys. So mm-hmm. that's the one that's kind of like up in the air. I would probably lean Brooklyn just because of the talent. Like it's overwhelming. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Philly made it. Yeah, yeah the, the contrarian in me is like <laughs> hoping that Brooklyn kind of implodes. I don't know if that <laughs> makes me like a no, absolutely, no, absolutely like, not. You know what I mean? Like I, I want yeah. <laughs> I want to see them fail. I'm, yeah. I just do. You, there's too much talent there for like it, it's it's too easy to, to be on their side, I think. So yeah. you want to kind of see that shit go down. Yeah, it's like this is and, too good of a scenario to happen. Like what could go wrong? Hmm. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, um, so what my head is saying, I agree with you too. I think my head is probably leaning towards, uh, the Sixers or the Nets. Um, but what my heart wants is for Giannis to finally get in a fucking, in a finals, <laughs> you know, it's like, um, do I think he could do it? Maybe that's a stretch, but it's what my heart wants. Like, I just want him to play. And like, if, if it's like, uh, Bucks, Lakers, I think it'd be like super cool to have all of the freaking Antetokounmpo brothers playing against each other. Um, that, that for me, that'd be so sick. Um, and I'm sure for them as well, but safe bet, yeah. Um, Brooklyn, just their offense is uh, stupid, mm-hmm. like dumb. Um, but like you're saying, the Sixers, they have, they they have, it's more. It's That's on both ends of the court. Um, I'm hoping, like, like you're saying, that they just fucking implode. Cause like, think about yep. it like this, dude. The, when you think, when you think about like the, was it the how many games did the fucking Warriors lose like in their like their run on in 2016, um, where they only lost like I think it eight was just games once. or some shit? It was once. Oh, you're talking about when they went 73 and nine? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it they was, went it was seven, pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. So they went 73 and nine, and so they just fucked it up. They just absolutely fucking just took it, you know. Um, but still, like, it, it's like, at, at, and that's like with the weapons that they had there, right? And they had, you know, that's when they had KD and that's when, I think they also had Iguodala and everybody like that, right? Still on still on there. You have the Nets. Oh, this is, this is before KD. 
the, the this is before they did. This is, what this is before KD. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, uh, this is Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. I want though. Iguodala. They, <laughs> yeah, they had those weapons, and uh, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> they had, they, they, that's my favorite take, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had, they had those weapons, and they did that record, and now you have arguably like some of the like, like top three of the top ten shooters in the in the league. And um, they they are nowhere close to that record. So I think looking at that stat line is enough for me to be like, they might actually implode. Like, yeah, there were injuries, there were all this shit happening. But at the end of the day, even if I have one, two superstars playing on the court at the same time, that record should still be fucking solid. Like they should be the number one in the East and they're not. So I, I, I honestly think that they might they might just go down just because there's too much, too many hotheads. You guys, you just you guys just don't see a, a an opportunity for the Jazz to kind of pull it out when it comes to the West. What's he talking about, dude? I'm not a believer in the Jazz. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a believer either. Yeah. My my main my main like argument against the Jazz is the fact that the Houston Rockets, when Harden was there in 20, um, 2018, 2019 runs, and they yeah. won like sixty five games. They were so good in the regular season, and I mean, yeah, they ran into like an historic Warriors team, but. The fact that even with the Milwaukee Bucks, the fact that we'll see like a historic regular season, you just have to be able to sustain it in the playoffs. Yep. And the fact, like, it's great that the Jazz are doing this, but we haven't seen them, you know, travel that far in the playoffs yet. So until I see that, I won't start to believe it. Yeah, yeah. Of, uh, I think it's it's so important on like who actually leads a team, right? Like who who is those people that have the experience to run the playoff runs? It's the same in any sport, right? That's why like yeah. when when the when the playoffs started, I was like. Bucks are going to be the Super Bowl. I don't know if they're going to win, but they're going to be the Super Bowl. Like you can't tell Tom Brady that you're not going to be like he's going to he's going to find a way to win. Like that's just yeah. like the personality of some of the players. And if you don't have that personality in your team and you're a really good team, you're going to end up choking in one way, shape, or form. Like that's just going to happen. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why I was like a little bit concerned when they got rid of Rondo, just because mm -hmm. it's like while well, like I feel like you want that like look like the only people that are real veterans on that were veterans on Lakers really like tough ones. It was Rondo and LeBron like so you have that you have those like two kind of on the court leaders during the playoffs that can kind of like calm you down a little bit and be like hey yo chill out you know like we know we're, we're cool we're chilling um jared dudley bro what do you mean fuck out of here dude. <laughs> I, I i tweet that motherfucker every day i'm like dudley give me some fucking tickets bro i'm getting tired of i'm getting tired of this <laughs> shit dude let me let me be your baby mama dude like let, let's, let's figure some shit out dude <laughs> let's figure let's figure some shit out dude let, let's get together let, let's link up dude no, Jared Dudley always fucking ignores my DMs, dude. I slide in every day. Um, <laughs> I, 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 wow. I was going to say, dude, I, out of a, I told you the story about, but out of, out of sheer respect for myself, I can't root for the Jazz just because their security kicked me off of their premises uh, for <laughs> when, I was, when I was in Utah. I was really, really, I was, yeah, so I was waiting for the store to open because I wanted to buy, uh, like, I wanted to buy, like, uh, a fucking hat, like, a, just like a Jazz hat from the actual, like, place. Yeah. And... Uh, it was closed because we were there early. Um, we were there for like a like a shoot, and I got one of those lime scooters and I started like jumping it off of the steps. <laughs> so so we were just like fucking around doing donuts with the lime scooters and like going around and like two security guards just like ran towards us. They're like, get the fuck out of here! They're like, you need to leave this place. And we were just like, whoa, chill. We're like waiting for this place. We're waiting for the store to open. And they were just like, you're not waiting for anything to open, bro. Get out of here. Leave. And we we're just like, fine. And we left. So ever since then, dude, I can't root for the Jazz. How dare they? I was trying to spend were money you, on them. Were you drunk? No, this is like at 11 a.m. 
This is this is this is sober Louis. You know, you know, it's like you don't you know, <laughs> you know, no, want drunk Louis. Bro, this, drunk Louis, we would not be able to go to Utah again, dude. <laughs> yeah, fucking this this was early. I had just had my Starbucks. This is I was chilling, dude. I was so I was sober as a whistle. I was also in Salt Lake City. It's so hard to get alcohol in Salt Lake City. It's yeah, I was sober. Yeah, yeah, I'll take a shot of milk, no vodka. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay, who? Get, I, I want my coffee caffeinated, and they're like, "Oh shit, this motherfucker is dangerous." <laughs> oh, he must be atheist. Oh my god. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be careful, bro. <laughs> oh, anyway, out of, out of respect, bro. I can't, I can't root for the Jazz. I'm a. If I ever become famous, I gotta tell him, dude. Your security fucking kicked me out for doing jumps on your on your premises. Um, oh my god. That's yeah. not your fault, though. You know it. Is it, though, dude? Come on. Yeah. You're out here acting like a buffoon, loitering on the side. <laughs> going out on the line. No, no. No, I get it. I get it. No, it's 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 a fun story, though. Getting kicked out of the fucking jazz premises, I guess, is I'll be able to tell that until the day I die. But no, dude, I, I think, like I said, Sixers, I think Sixers are going to take it. Um, Like, if I had to really, if I, I'm hoping that they implode, that the Nets implode, and it's the Sixers. But again, I want the Bucks, dude. Fuck it, give me the Hawks, dude. Sounding <laughs> <laughs> like Bill fuck Simmons, bro. Fuck Bill it, Simmons, dude. <laughs> 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 give me the Hawks. Give me the fucking Hawks. Give me the Knicks. Give me yeah, the Knicks. Oh, dude, dude, if the Knicks, oh, dude, I went to the to the Lakers Knicks game the other day. Like I was there, and the amount of fucking, I wanted nothing more when the uh, when the Knicks were up and like holding that like two three point lead. Mm-hmm. Um, Spike Lee was in, on fucking courtside. I wanted, dude. I want to. I, I could see his ass. I wanted nothing more than to just get my fucking phone and like fling it at his ass and like clock him in the head, dude. It felt so good. Like I saw when like LeBron and AD were talking shit to him. Like I literally saw and I was like, fuck yes, dude. Like fuck that guy. I was like, he was he was talking mad smoke the whole fucking game to the whole, to the whole Lakers. Like you could see his ass as the Lakers were coming down the second half. Um, he was just like you could see him standing up and like spouting just bullshit, dude. So I was so hyped that that the Lakers won that game, and he just fucking sat there, literally, as like LeBron and AD were like waving by to him. He just sat there staring at them, like, God, man, it's no more uh, so so much pride to be a Lakers fan at that moment, dude. You're a menace to society, but I respect it. Oh yeah, dude, you got to, <laughs> you got to be. This is an iPhone 10, dude. This is it's worth like a hundred dollars now. I, I got nothing to lose. <laughs> you got more money in Dogecoin, bro. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Oh my god. And, All right, well. So, we got we got the hot take. So we got we got we got. It sounds like Nets Lakers and then Sixers Lakers. That's that's the that's the the spread right now on what what you guys think. I feel like if I was just to pick, I'll just pick like the most random ass team and watch me be right. I'll actually be like, all right, it's gonna I'll be take, uh, it's I'll gonna be the Bucks ability. versus the Suns. Just fuck it, you know. Let's see what happens. But no, I'm no, not, I, dude, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I, offend, I, I'm offended that you even said that right now. I'll be honest. With you, I'm kidding, dude. But I, I really do think the Lakers won't be there. Just to your guys' point, right? Like, you can't. You can never count out LeBron. But I, I think the important thing there is I, I do think the Lakers <clears throat> are going to be in trouble if there is any new injuries, though. The second there's a new injury, I think there's no way the Lakers well, can make it to the finals. Bro, we, we were joking <laughs> the entire next game. Like, you'd see, like, AD, like, hobble a little bit, and I'm like, oh, that motherfucker's back is fucking twitching right now, dude. Like, his, AD is always spasms, on the bro. floor. He's the always spasms. diving. Yeah, for real. I mean, good for him, dude. He wants that fucking rebound, but chill, dude. Like you're fucking yeah. back spasms, man. Um, can't I can't have you fucking sliding around the fucking court like during the playoffs, you know? Um, but I'm I'm curious to change it into Val's world because he knows a lot more um, about football. Um, even though it shouldn't be called football for some for some reason, they named you it. You only you time. only use your foot. 
three times in the game, you know. Yeah, seriously. Punting, yeah. field goals, and kickoffs, that's it. But, you know. Um, it, sh it should be called handball. I don't know why the fuck it's called football. Um, so, what's what's your take right now? Who's the favorite? I'm going to put it in your list. Shit hasn't even started yet. The fucking preseason hasn't even started. Who's your favorite for the Super Bowl? It, it's honestly the Bucks are stacked again. Did, did you see what they were able to do yeah. with their cap spin in the offseason? How much the, money do the Bucks have now? It's it's dumb. So money. the Bucks, money, <laughs> money, bro, money. dumb money. <laughs> no, the fucking stadium's right by the airport, bro. It's it. But I will say this, dude. I will say this. I was that, that's that's a diss to Tampa Bay. There, I will say this though. It is pretty cool that they have a fucking pirate ship coming through their stadium. That's yeah, that. That is dope. No, but I, I I would say it's interesting because uh the, the Patriots made really really good pickups. I I don't, I don't we'll see how Cam plays with actual weapons now, but their pickups were freaking nice. And the fucking quarterback the quarterback looks like a, a carbon copy to what fucking Tom Brady looked like. No, but he's a not fucking... gonna play for a couple of years. It's gonna be Cam's year. Yeah. Uh, they're, yeah. Cam, this is this is the make it or break it for Cam because if Cam can't perform with the weapons they got, like they're they're never gonna be able to. Perform, Motherfucker so spends too much time picking his outfits out instead of fucking watching <laughs> tape, dude. So that, that that's gonna be interesting, but. Bucksers look way too damn good, and then if Aaron Rodgers does end up going to like uh, oh, the Broncos, the Broncos yeah, yeah. will be good. They will be really good. They just need a quarterback, yeah. and the thing is, if they can get Aaron Rodgers, that'll be fascinating. But then also you got the Jags, bro. Let, let's talk, let's talk about the Jags. You know they got this crazy. They got one quarterback. Tim Tebow. No, they got Tim Tebow, bro. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. God. Tim Tebow as a tight end. We're Tim, talking dude, about this right now. Tim Tebow's not gonna be a tight end, bro. It, they're, they're I mean, he to... wasn't good as a quarterback. Maybe he'll be good as a tight end. Fuck he no, played dude. baseball yeah. in all play league and then comes right. Yeah, back. like all, all the only reason that people are like justifying him as a fucking tight end is because like, oh, he's big. It's like and like people are like, oh, when he was a quarterback, he would push people away. It's like that's like common now, dude. When Tim Tebow was playing back when Tim Tebow was playing in like fucking 1985, like, yeah, sure, like that shit was like that shit was difficult. Like no one was really doing it. Bro, you know? I don't no think one he was, was born in 1985. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking around, but I'm saying like whenever the fuck he played, dude. Like, oh, sure, he would stiff arm a, a motherfucker that's trying to, like, take him down. Like, oh, that was impressive back in those days. But now you got people cutting, like, cutting left and right. You got quarterbacks who are so athletic <clears throat> that it's it's just, it's commonplace now. We're in the era of, uh, oh, my God, why am I forgetting his fucking name? The Ravens. Uh, the quarterback from the Ravens. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Lamar. Yeah. The, you're in the era of, like, the Lamar Jackson kind of thing. Like, he brought that shit back, dude. Like, the super mobile, athletic, feisty quarterback. Like, it's back. I don't want to say Michael Vick because of, you know, his fucking <laughs> who who he was off the field, but like that, like shit like that's back, you know? Yeah. And Jameis Winston looks real good for the Saints. Like he he's yeah. had a crazy offseason training. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be an interesting year because this is the first year they're adding an additional game and also the the cap per team, like they're making super teams at this point. But it's hard for me to believe that the Bucks will not be in the Super Bowl again because of how stacked they, they are. Tom the Brady's yeah, like in Tom Brady's entire philosophy is like he doesn't think he won unless he had an undefeated season. That's why he was so pissed at when they lost the Giants because they were going to be able to pull off the undefeated season. He he literally would trade back three Super Bowls to get one undefeated season. That's all he cares about at the end of the day. And then Eli and, tweeted back and he was like, nope. Yeah, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Never. But Tom yeah. Brady, the Bucks literally said that you can play for them until he's like 50. Like they just they just straight up said like you know as long as you can play, we'll, we'll keep signing you until you're 50 years old. My I'm man's like, going to be on fucking stilts, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking chilling. Still slinging. Uh, so think it's gonna, I think they're gonna win it. Yeah. yeah, I think they're gonna win it again. What isn't uh isn't the Super Bowl at SoFi this year? Uh, it's either this year or next year. Yeah, I think uh, so. It's yeah. this year. It's at SoFi. 
Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it, Val. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to liquidate the company <clears throat> and get some uh, suitable tickets? Uh, how about we just that's you a, know sign a bigger client like SoFi and just get that's tickets, a scheme. Oh, go. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all. This uh, this entire company has been a ploy for me and Val to get fucking uh Yo. to get some suitable tickets. Man, been plotting for this year in advance. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to build a company so we could liquidate just so we could watch one Super Bowl? Fuck it. Okay. Good, good move. He's like, move. worth it. Yeah, <laughs> worth it. And did you uh, see the, the Raiders, though? They got a, a whole club at, like, they literally are building, like, uh, club tables and everything like that behind the field goal post. Um, that, like, the seats are insanely expensive and they have, like, DJs that are going to be playing and stuff like that. Of course, the Raiders would do that in Vegas. But like, would you guys pay to be in that club at a, watching the game and having like a DJ, having bottle service, sitting on the nice comfy seats? Is that an experience you would want to have? Or would you have like the grueling seats when you have like three guys next to you that are clearly overweight yelling at you, throwing hot dogs at you? Wh which experience would you rather guys have? I don't know if you could tell by my angry eyebrows as you were talking, but like I would never find myself at a fucking Raiders game, dude. Like first off, unless it's like a- <laughs> you, you never see a Raiders game. <laughs> <laughs> The Raider Nation fucking scares me, bro. That and the fucking uh, the You're Bills Mafia. Yeah, They're the Bills bomb. Mafia and the fucking Raider Nation is fucking. It terrifies me. <laughs> like to go to a game wearing like a fucking Rams jersey. Like <laughs> get out of here, bro. I wouldn't. I would just come wearing a, a, a t-shirt. I would. I would be wearing this. But I'd be like in my like. I'd be like fuck yeah, like whispering under my breath whenever the Rams go to touchdown. I think at a I think at a Raiders Charger game a few years ago here in San Diego, someone got stabbed. Or was it in Oakland? I would I wouldn't doubt it. So. Yeah, it's, both, that it it's happening both. It's happening both. Oh, it's happening in Oakland and it's happening in San Diego. When yeah, they used yeah. to be in San Diego. Yeah, so I, I would steer clear away from a fucking Vegas Raiders game. But to answer your question, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. For me, when I like watching sports, I don't want to be in like some club drinking environment. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily saying like, oh, this motherfucker's throwing hot dogs at me is like a more attractive um, place for me <laughs> to sit down. But I'd probably be best found sitting there. It would just yeah. be like, yeah, yeah, it's like a mosh yeah. pit, but with football. Yeah. My my favorite part of soccer games is getting the fucking bleeder, like the cheaper tickets, and just getting showered with beer whenever like your team scores. Uh, any like you know, it's like that's the best part about like going to MLS games or going to like national games and stuff like that. Just bro, leaving. I went, I went to a Chivas America game in Mexico. It was bro. so crazy. Like they were shoving bro. fights, fights, literal bro. fights. I was wearing a Chivas shirt and they, the security made me take it off. Damn. What? Yeah. Damn. You'll, you'll get fucked up, dude. I, I went to a... Yeah, you probably saved my life, Loki. I went to a... How cool was it? It was, um, it was the Mexico national team and I think Jamaica. It was like a qualifying game and it was at the Rose Bowl. And... Even that shit got rowdy for no reason, bro. Like there were like there were like two fucking Jamaica fans and like in a sea of Mexico fans, and like I was in the bathroom and there was this one dude who was just belligerent drunk, who was just like spouting off about the fucking the game, and then like some guy was just like, "Hey, you need to fucking shut up!" And he comes out, bro. He like he like he he put his shit away in like a nanosecond. Like we're talking like like he's put put it away, zipped it up, and he like gets up to the guy and like fucking pins him against the wall. It's like what the fuck did you say, bro? He's like I'll fuck you up, and the guy's like yo, like he's like I'm not trying to get into anything, dude. And I'm sitting there like my god, like what? This is like off of like two Modelos right now. Like y'all need to chill, dude. Modelos are different down there, I guess. Hey, okay, and those tall boys time, are different, dude. <laughs> god, it's crazy. Oh man. Um, yeah.
John, though, what, what would you rather do, sweet or uh, the hot dog? Hot dog chairs. Probably the sweet. I feel like that'd be safer, right? <laughs> and probably more comfortable too with the nice chairs they have. Definitely sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Sure. Uh, who's your uh, Who's your team again, Val? For NFL. NFL wise, uh, it's been the Patriots. I'm I'm a huge Boston fan for everything. I know you guys will hate on like Celtics, the Patriots, yeah, the everything, area. like Red Sox. I mean, I because I when I when I was younger, like that's when I got into sports was when I lived in Boston. Uh, but then coming over, like I've 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 loved watching the Chargers. I've loved loved watching the Lakers. I know that's like the most contradictory thing ever you cannot like the Celtics and the Lakers at the same time that like is banned I can't I can't allow that um but I mean football wise like it's it's always been the Chargers and the Patriots I will always love watching the Chargers because I've been in San Diego and been able to win those games but at the same time I've always loved the Patriots but I'd have to be low-key about that in, in California man especially at UCR I was always just like uh when the Patriots won the Super Bowl my freshman year I was just like yeah like in the back and everybody's just like fuck these guys I'm like oh my bad my bad bro the, the next day I wore like a I wore like a Brady jersey I had this like Patriot pullover I used to be like all Boston sports fans too I still like the Celtics once Brady left I stopped liking the Patriots I was really really disillusioned with everything mm -hmm. once Mookie left the Red Sox I'm like fuck the Red Sox nah, I, dude, I, yeah. I hate without this. the Mookie yeah yeah and and it's about Coco Chris man it's about Coco Chris back yeah. in the day bro <laughs> yeah that's true that's true and then I the only the only hockey run I've ever watched was in 2013 when the Bruins beat the Canucks in like six games or something mm -hmm. and then the very next day I think the city of Vancouver erupted and like rioted in the streets because they lost to the Bruins in the Stanley Cup final and then, like a week after that, I visited Vancouver. I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is where they, they broke the windows." <laughs> and it was it was kind of a surreal moment for me. But that was that was it. That was like my sports fan. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I mean, I'd say I'm a Rams fan. I didn't really start watching football until recently, but I'd say Rams and Lakers, my teams. Yeah, all LA. I uh, yeah. I growing up, my family, except for my dad, was a Raiders fan. So everyone was those big time Raiders, um, and then my dad was a is still a Cowboys fan. Um, he fucking goes back and forth. Like he he roots for the Cowboys primarily, but he likes Green Bay a lot. Um, but then like I stopped watching football, and then I was just basketball. So I've always been a Lakers fan. Um, and then I got back into football when the Rams came back because I was like, okay, cool. Like there's actually like a decent team in LA that I can go watch. Um, so I got back into that and then MLS, I'm an, I'm an LAFC fan, not an LA Galaxy fan. Um, and that's really, I mean, for fuck, hockey is the only sport that I, I don't have like a local team. Like I, I'm a, I like the Sharks just because back in the day when I was first getting into hockey, uh, their goalie Niemi was like a fucking God. And I was like, that guy's so fucking cool. And I was like, I'm going to be a Sharks fan. But then he left and now it, they're not that good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like they're, they're decent they don't get me wrong they've made it to the playoffs and stuff like that like they make it to the playoffs and they make it pretty far um but they just don't got it in them anymore i don't think to to kind of take it far so now i'm, I'm kind of leaning on becoming either a ducks fan or a kings fan yeah i mean <clears throat> hockey's like because i'm originally from finland like that that's our sport is hockey like that's why i grew up loving hockey grew up and like you brought near me and stuff like that finland's known for their goalies uh Ras, near me all the all these players so like i i love going to hockey games and if you guys never gone to a hockey game you got to go to a hockey game talking about like americans watching hockey they just wanted to watch fights that's literally why americans go watch hockey games everybody's sure. drunk and the best comment i've ever heard in my life was when i went to a hockey game they're like 
oh, don't worry. It's only the third quarter when it's it's three periods. It's, there's no quarters in it. And they, I was like, when I heard that, I'm like, bruh, like, I just, I, I need another beer. I'm getting out of here. Like, I, I can't, I can't deal with these people anymore. But, uh, but there's always fun. They're always a good time. Um, I, I think the most engaging sport uh, to watch in that aspect. But the reason why I love like basketball, there's always something happening. Basketball, soccer is just the atmosphere of the stadiums, right? And then football, I just like it because I understand the sport so well. So I think that's for everybody. It's like you, you got to have that sport that you just get and like, and you're all about it. And uh, I mean, for you guys, it's obviously basketball. Um, but yeah, I mean, to to close out today's show, I know we talked a lot about like, you know, getting into sports journalism, you know, building out your guys' podcast and going into some banter around sports and Luis getting banned from uh, watching jazz games. Uh, but to close out today's show, we always end with a, a failure story. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to hear if you guys have some kind of story to share. Um, they can be anything. The main reason for it really is just to articulate something that was a learning moment for you guys that helped you guys get to this point where you're at in your life because uh, nothing's ever a straight line. You're always going to deal with some stuff in your life that um, you learn a lot from. So the floor is yours. If you guys have any uh, story you guys want to share. All right, John, you take the floor. I'm still thinking about mine. What? I... All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, you, you go ahead, bro. I got so it. is this supposed to be like professional related? Yeah, right? It could be anything you want, man. I, I, we've had we've had everything from professional to not professional, but it's just anything that's a learning moment for you in your life. Well, I feel like graduating in 2020 in itself is kind of like a failure story because the job market completely crashed. And like at the time, everything was shutting down. I was in the process of doing interviews for... A position with like ESPN Next, which was like this, um, like production assistant program where they keep you for like a year. And I did two interviews, and then basically they shut everything down, and I never really heard back from them. And I'd say that was my failure story, and I think that's something that the class of 2020 can definitely relate to. Got it. So I mean, from from that moment of like not being able to get that opportunity, do you think that kind of give you guys more fuel to like work on your podcast and start building out technically foul because you kind of wanted to put your passion into something else then at that point. Yeah, without a doubt. Like after that, I think shortly after that is when I hit, hit up Jared too. Cause I was like, I want to make sure I'm still progressing. I also did like some writing competition, which is how I kind of got to know or became aware of Jeff Perlman, who we had on a podcast. Um, and then I applied to grad schools too. And like I said, I'm going to be going to Northwestern this fall out in Chicago. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's one of the top journalism programs in the country. So uh, I'm very excited about that. And I think it, that definitely helped me, like pushed me to do that because with the job market failing, I was like, I don't want to be stagnant. I want to keep progressing. So how can I do that? And that's what I ended up doing. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome, man. Congratulations for uh, for getting in. Thank you, bro. Yeah, and All right, your turn. Your turn, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Um, but I, was, I also just wanted to say that it's more gratifying being able to produce, like, we're in charge of our, our success and what our, like, passion and work is, as opposed to having to rely on someone to accept us. Like, I can send out hundreds and hundreds of job applications and then I don't hear anything back, but it's it's better that at least we're at least doing something that we like love and are passionate about that being said my failure story isn't necessarily like one um like certain moment but it's just graduating college and thinking that i was gonna be like handed a job because of all the work experience i put up in college put up in undergrad and thinking that i didn't have to do more to prepare myself and um 
I don't know if it was like a a confidence versus cocky thing, but like I would look at my work resume, what because John and I's work resume is, is almost like the same in underground. Man, we did a lot. We did like all this extra stuff. We did commentary. We did a radio show. Um, we we both wrote for all different types of sports at the at the university paper. And it was ignorant of me because it's like, yeah, every motherfucker in America that wants to pursue sports journalism is doing the exact same thing. Um, if not, at least focusing on one thing. And they all got internships during during college, during like the, the summers in between their second and third year or whatever. So it was it was just assuming that I was like in a better position than, than anyone else. And that I, I don't know, I, I lacked some competitive edge in terms of like, oh, I can better myself. I was just like, yeah, no, I did fine. And I was content with that. So that's, that was a failure story that I had to overcome for sure. And like, get out of my own world. And I did so much and, you know, was qualified and yeah, here we are. <laughs> no, definitely. I don't know. I, I, I like that story a lot because I think that resonates with a lot of people is that you tend to look at your own experience, but you just don't understand like, yeah, like everybody who's trying to get that exact job is going to go for those same exact experiences and really have that same credentials. And you have to somehow separate yourself and and keep improving and kind of pushing forward from both of you guys' experiences do you have any like uh, uh advice for you know younger people that are right now you know getting ready because graduation right around the corner right so both you guys' stories about your guys graduations a year ago and then two years ago um so would you have any advice to those students that are going to be graduating this year so i guess before i say anything like the disclaimer would be like i don't think i'm that successful yet or landed my dreams out or whatever but based on my anecdotal experience it would be to one obviously network and two always update your resume because i found myself looking at my resume and then i would type something and I, I would look at like a past um like little bullet point and then when i start thinking like this is something that i wrote in like 2019 i should be updating this more um like your writing style and the way you present yourself obviously kind of changes too so yeah updating like updating your resume more um curating the cover letter to the specific company that you're working for not just what i used to do was like i'm just gonna change the header and like the intro like of like what the company was and then i would be like yeah let's just like pump it out let's just send like hundreds and hundreds of these but it wasn't as like personal and mm -hmm. i guess intimate as a cover letter should have been so yeah i, I would say those definitely yeah how about you john i would i would just say one just like make sure you apply a lot of places but also just be willing to do the work like you're not going to start off with your dream job. So you, you're probably going to have to accept something that isn't what you were initially going for and just do the work. Um, that's something that's always been big to me. Like sometimes you're going to have to work for free. Like this podcast we're doing for fun. It's not something where, you know, we're going to be getting paid, but it's just about building experience, building your skills and really like investing in yourself. So you're ready when the opportunity does come to take it. No, absolutely. I think both of you guys' feedback is fantastic. And, and it really resonates with a lot of students that, um, are, are going to be gearing up because yeah anything you want in life you got to do the work to get there um and then also it's a stepping stone thing like where you're at today doesn't mean that's going to be your permanent state you can always you know advance from there but you have to understand that and, and figure out the ways that you can personally invest in yourself and get to that next point um but yeah no dude i, I love having you guys on the podcast and um it's, it's been a great conversation i know you guys have your podcast technically foul which now we're officially going to be uh getting you guys more content and getting that out there. So super excited to be working with you guys on, on your guys' podcast overall. Um, wanted to kind of leave the door open if you guys want to uh, plug it real quick, you know, where can people, you know, check out your guys' podcast? What is some content that is going to be coming up sometime soon? 
just so that those that are listening today can uh, check out and stay up to the loop when it comes to um, NBA analysis and later down the line, some other sports as well. Yeah, technically follow the sports podcast. You can catch us on Spotify, catch us on Apple Podcasts. We recently did a episode a few weeks back, kind of detailing and looking at the last dance um, one year later and just our takeaways and analysis of it, of, of what it was like watching it in the moment and if we would watch it nowadays, just the rewatchability about it. Um, obviously, we're going to have an episode detailing like our reactions to the play-in and then more seeding and other playoff um yeah, other playoff topics should be coming out soon. Yeah, and we're also going to look to have more guests on as well. People like in the industry who have written really good articles, like someone who I've been wanting to have on for the longest is Miriam Fader. So I'm really hoping to reach out to her soon, hopefully have her on. She's at the ringer right now. So um, I think a big part of why we're excited about this partnership, too, is it's going to take away from our editing time, which is going to give us more time to reach out to potential guests and have more more fun people on. Um to share their experiences too in the business yeah no absolutely yeah. and we've had a decent amount of pretty solid names in like the sports journalism or you know assistant coaches for like the nba we, we had jeff Froman on he's a new york times best-selling author he just wrote a laker book uh seth rosenfeld he works at sb nation kevin eastman who was the assistant coach for the celtics when they won in 08 and um, we also had kaylin jones from the ringer he's a NFL writer at the ringer so the fact that we were able to kind of like put those lists of guests together with our very very limited resources and the fact that there are some episodes where we would just be like yeah I'm on my phone in my car um let's go ahead and start this podcast so you know we're, we're trying to look a little bit more sophisticated we're slowly progressing going up so yeah we just want to get more guests out there no absolutely like I said I, I, lo- I love talking with you guys it was a great insights uh like I said I don't know that much about the NBA and it was good good hearing your guys' analysis about it um I'll, I'll I'll not say my my picks again so Luis doesn't want to kill me <laughs> off screen uh but um absolute pleasure um definitely for everybody who's been in the chat today um I'll let Luis protect himself and uh give his give his two cents um not off camera not on camera so okay, that <laughs> so that this show's integrity this show's integrity can also be withheld but uh Preserve but uh it. yeah exactly um but yeah no absolute pleasure having you guys on definitely we'll have you guys on another time sometime soon uh for those listening today definitely, definitely check out technically foul um but that that's mainly it for today's uh today's show uh thank you for tuning into the brew uh this is when uh nick your cue to uh you know drop drop all the social links into the chat um and um we're we're pretty much set for today but thanks for tuning in for everybody thank you for tuning into the brew subscribe to our email newsletter on the brew.tv be sure to leave a review on apple Podcasts, and we will see you next time